Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, I'm Miles Lacey. Hello, I'm Amy Haynes. Hello, and I'm John Markar, and welcome to this week's Driven Chat podcast, where this week we are going to be talking about lots of exciting things. Firstly, Amy has driven to Scotland and almost had to buy a new car in doing so. Miles has been driving a very exciting vehicle known as the Luton Van, and I've been rolling around in an electric BMW that I quite liked. Also, on today's show, we're going to be talking about some hard-hitting news stories, including Top Gear is over, question mark. Is it over? It's not over, but it is certainly on hold, and it's definitely worth us having a quick conversation about. Uh, the Tesla Cybertruck that we've been banging on about for two and a half years is finally being delivered to customers. Ian Callum, the car designer, has revealed his latest car. It's called the Sky, and I think it's awesome. Ineos Grenadier have launched their new car called the Quartermaster, and I really want one. McLaren is going back to Le Mans for a bit of motorsport, which is exciting. Goodwood is going to be fuelled next year for the revival exclusively with synthetic fuels. And we'll be discussing between the three of us what is the ultimate winter car. Welcome to the Driven Chat podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. As introductions go, they shouldn't be that difficult. However, we've just spent the best part of five minutes trying to say our own names <laughs> because Listen. we're so bad at this. I think we should put one of the outtakes at the end of this. <laughs> We could do. So we'll fun. play the uh, yeah. We'll play the file that I actually stopped recording. Going, oh my god, we're going to have to just start again because for whatever reason we're rubbish at I saying don't know hello. Why, but whenever people look at me, they just burst out laughing. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I was going to be really mean then, but I'm not going to. Oh, go on. Oh, I'm just going to say because it's your face. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> it's really mean. It's not your face. You've got a lovely face. Thank you. Thank you. But you um, opened yourself up there. It's for the only a dick. one I have. So yeah. 
Well, welcome to this week's podcast. <laughs> Sorry, did you want a compliment from me as well? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. See, no, never gonna okay, happen. Okay. Uh, just don't do compliments. That's the okay. that's the rule. Don't give them. Don't receive them. Um, right. Welcome to the latest episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. It's December. Hey. hey. Have you had your advent calendars this morning? I haven't. Why what? I've got two. Advent calendars. I don't have one. What? Oh. I've got two too. Yeah, I've got mm. two. All right, there's no need to show up. All right. <laughs> Pop over why to Morrison's got... after, we'll get you an advent calendar. Okay. Why, why haven't you got an advent calendar? Um, well, I just don't think it's a thing that you buy yourself. Oh, no, that's true. that's really that's sad. True. Yeah. But really sweet, but yeah. yeah. And I and I wasn't gifted one, oh. and then I neglected to realise that it is the 1st of December today. Oh. Oh, well, maybe, maybe you can gift yourself one. Okay. And then you can start from, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Well, this podcast going out on Monday, so that's going to be the third, fourth. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone's listening that can quickly get a advent calendar in the post to miles, um, look up the address, and it, we'll pass it on. Okay. We'll see. You never <laughs> know. Just, I'm going to get some like horrible stuff in the mail now. <laughs> Uh, this is a little catch-up episode because this is what we do once in a, once in a while and we have a little catch-up on what we've been doing. But also, as you might have seen from the title of this episode, this is the beginning of the end. We are now rapidly wrapping up towards the end of this production as you know it, with the name as you know it, before we then move on to our new production in the new year. So we're going to have a little break. We're going to put our feet up for a while, not do very much, possibly sit on the beach for a few weeks, if only... Um, no, we're actually going to be very busy putting together what's coming next, as well as all the website things that are coming next. Um, but before we dive into that, I want to have a little catch up on what we've all been up to. First question, which is always very relevant. What did we all turn up to the studio today in Amy Haynes? I came in Mildred, which is my uh, Land Rover Defender, which oh. has been broken for a very long time and just sat not being fixed, just stayed broken. because What was, it was broken? The, oh, what was it? It was something like the fuel not fuel pump it was something that was in an engine that shouldn't be in an engine some uh, cooling bit uh, i don't really uh, know it what it i wasn't with it when it broke and then it just never got explained to me properly but it's back so does that mean that whoever was in it broke it yes and then said oh it's a really complicated it's a really thing. complicated thing and i thought i don't want to know just please fix it yeah and then give me back but yeah but um it's the coldest and rattliest and loudest car that i own which for winter it's great because it's the, the best off-roading one, but mm. not good when you're really cold. So lots of layers. Hence why you turned up fully winter spec. <laughs> yeah, woolly hat and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you did. exactly. Well, um, yeah. I, I, last time I drove a Defender of, your, of that age, I remember pulling out of a T-junction and putting on a lot of steering because they have a very slow steering rack, and then basically forgetting that you had to unwind all that steering off as well and it just carried on steering into the <laughs> ditch. <laughs> oh, okay, I think I've got this now. That does happen. But this is the great thing about Defenders. You can drive them into a ditch and you go, uh-oh, and just bring it back again. Yeah. They're usually fine. Just happily bounce out again. <laughs> what did you come in, uh, John Marker? I, I also turned up in a Defender. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, my, the, my the white one. Yeah, the, the white one, the new one. <laughs> Defender 110, which I've decided I'm not going to wash until spring. Oh. Yeah, because I think, because it's white. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact uh, the, the exact paint code. can't remember. Gilex, Something Gilex white. basic. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. Did you Gilex, say Gilex basic? G it was Gilex, and then oh, I was like, God. wait, Gilex. Gilex basic. Yes, it is just... It is white, which is, means that 
when you have a white <laughs> Defender 110, it either looks fantastic when it is spotlessly clean yeah. or disgustingly dirty. Okay. And where I live, it's a bit muddy and um, cratery at the moment. So it just looks disgustingly dirty. And I think it looks better like that. So I'm just going to leave it like that. Well done. Thank you. Maybe we should do a little, little off-roading. Can we? We talk. How many times over the past two and a half years have we been saying we'll, we'll go off road? We have done it. You, once. you and I did it once, and that was the scariest off roading I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And I would rather. I'd, I'd we like don't to need do... to go back to Dunlop Hill. No, not that scary again. That was a bit too scary for me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we've got a couple of lanes near us. We can do yeah. a bit of muddy field work. Cool. Field work. <laughs> there will be no field work. <laughs> no, uh, Miles Lacey. What vehicle? brought you to Coventry today? So uh, you'd be, be very disappointed because I've barely touched a car in the last three or four weeks. I've oh. been using public transport. Uh, but I did bring the three series today, which I know is not very interesting. However, mm. um, it is interesting because on the roads that I was joining the M6 this morning, yes. they were wet and icy ah. and excellent fun. <laughs> Not for everyone else around me. No. I had a great time. <laughs> he's having a crash. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> um, although, so you, you say you've turned up in your 330? Yes, 330 Touring. 330 Touring. Good call, that. You did drop a bit of a, 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 a clang with regards to another vehicle that you have been driving recently, which we have to pick up on. Luton Van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing that I was going to, you know, uh, reserve until later on because it's such a bit... But seeing as you've mentioned yeah. it... I mean, I'm desperate to hear more. Which variant? Uh, you know, the, the the Ford one. Ford Transit? <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. litre? No, it had... It, do you know what? It had a sprightly engine in it. <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah. Um, it turns out that when it's full of all your stuff from your house, mm. it will still go remarkably well oh yeah yeah i won't i won't give a speed (laughs) but it will go from cheshire to milton Keynes very efficiently (laughs) i I say efficiently i've never seen a vehicle use fuel like that in all my life oh really well Mm. they're not the most aerodynamically blessed no it was very it's like a brick on wheels isn't it yeah Yeah. um so yes i hired it i I haven't i haven't gone mad and bought myself a looted van um (laughs) but yeah this literally that's all I've got for you and I, I just feel like I'm letting the whole audience down here that's okay well this is the thing you and I have not really done much kind of car stuff in the last few weeks whereas no. John Marker mm. been putting all this stuff on his social media you actually have you've what been, have doing, I been all doing all the things everything Every, loads of things um, I'm trying to think when we last recorded what did what was I driving you just got back from riding motorbike over a volcano oh yeah then you had the giant i7 beer oh yeah that was nice good car that so, yeah, and big thank you to Partridge BMW for hooking me up with that one. We love them. We do. In fact, I've got a lot to thank Partridge for because they are also very shortly going to be sending me an X7, which oh. is such a stupid car. I but I, I want it so much. You did. From them, yeah. You did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So Good. the new one with the new the new face, which is causing a bit of controversy. People I like, actually mm. really like those. Uh, oh, they're I, fantastic cars. Last year when I was doing some work in... Monaco. I basically had one of those for three weeks. Yeah, and it was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. They are so unnecessarily obnoxious, yeah. but I love them. And it's everything in a car that I should hate. I should look <laughs> at that car and go, "That is ridiculous, disgustingly oversized, completely unnecessarily expensive. Why has it got diamond encrusted gear selectors?" <laughs> and yet I look at it and go, 
I God, quite it. fancy one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a bunch of money. Yeah. And actually, um, they do Alpina do one as well, which they I think do. would be a great vehicle. Didn't know that. The XB7, and they do it in a beautiful dark green. They do, you love a bit of green, oh, don't you? Green he even uh, complimented my uh, running leggings this morning. Which yeah. are very green. Very fetching. Very yeah. dark yeah. Green. And you know, just lift it up again. Ooh, hang on. They go very well with your salmon pink socks. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. And my salmon pink skinny legs. <laughs> They're not skinny. What a, <laughs> what a combo that is. What a beautiful bit of theatre for the mind for our dear <laughs> listener. <laughs> Amy, twice in the, in the space of 10 seconds raised her leg like a <laughs> ballerina ballerina with a problem <laughs> a first day ballerina a ballerina with sciatica <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's good we should do more of that yoga in the podcast I don't think I could even get my leg that high that would be dangerous for everyone involved I'm intrigued to see- oh you know what no, After don't know. That. Never. <laughs> something that's for a, that's for a new outlet. Um, but yes, i seven, i seven, incredible thing. Not still not sold on the way that it looks, uh. but I feel like it's one of those cars. A bit like a, BMW have done this a lot over the years. They've produced cars that which initially we look at and go, "Ooh, uh, hmm, okay, that's different." And then a year or two down the line, we look at it and go, "Okay, actually, they're a bit ahead of their time." It's the car kind of equivalent of it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? No. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Don's lost for words. <laughs> Moving on. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, what do you think of it, Amy Haynes? I'm not, you're I'm a, not, you're I'm not a, actually. It's what, the new somebody that looks at cars right. in order to take photographs True. of them. So if you go onto driven.site, which is our website. Driven.site. And yep. it will be, should still be there as one of the top stories. Oh. It's huge. It's a big thing. Review the seventh seven. Is the that seventh it? seven. That's Ooh. right. Because it is the seventh oh. seven series. That's a. I don't think I did borrow one of those. Not that even, one. Even even the. That's like brand brand new. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no. Well, even the. No, mine was a bigger one than that. I quite like it. It's got okay. like this double headlight malarkey going on. It's got all mm. the technology in it. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of tech. Um, yeah. No, I quite like it. Insanely comfortable. I think it makes a lot more sense when the headlights are on, which might sound like a strange thing to say. When the lights are on, it all kind of, the corners and things are yeah yeah there and they make sense. When they're off, you kind of look at it and go, oh, I can't really tell. All you see is the huge grill and nothing more. And I quite like the massive grill. Wow. Like, it's not, BMW have done the, the thing that I've not, not enjoyed about BMW design for the past years has been the two very kind of skinny, kind of nostrally. Mm. This yeah. is more like a wide nostril, but I quite like them. Very it's, big. Yeah. No, I quite I like the, the, the big big grill. I'm not I'm not against a big grill. A little mm. tiny skinny grill. I'm not mm. Where do you both stand on the new M two? Because I know that this is one that again loads of people have been debating whether they like it or hate it. And some people got uh, very upset when they saw the photos of it. I like it. I quite like it. Yeah. No, I, I like think it's cool. It. I I like the way it's it's super wide. It's got real sort of shoulders about it, that kind of look, that looks a great yeah. looking car. I'm showing a photograph to the team. For context, yeah. For context. Um, yeah, no, I think it's cool. I actually think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I'm still not overly sold on the back, but I, do, I don't I do hate the front at all. Ooh, no, I don't mind it. It feels a bit trony, and I quite like that. Mm. I like the, the fact that we've got a few more angles coming in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's cool. I enjoy it. And also, it's remarkably big for a small car. Because yeah. it's on the M4 platform, isn't it? It is, yeah. They, they binned off the 2 Series platform. Uh, That's right, yeah, for yeah. the G82. So that's why it's, that's that why it is so wide. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it is. It's a four series that they've shortened slightly. Um, but yeah, okay, that's interesting. And they do there good skids. 
the reason I ask <laughs> is because I have one of these coming in January. Oh, come oh. on. the BMW press office. So, yeah, that's going to be quite good. I need to... Right, Amy, we yeah. need to get in on this because since I've been here, I haven't ordered a single press car. Well, you Not... need to... This is uh, there's only one person in, con- in control of this. No, I get that. And do you know what? I, do you know the only press car I've had since since being involved with Driven? Oh yeah, what? I do. <laughs> I don't know. Don't complain about it because I really wanted to go on that event. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Dacia Jogger. <laughs> Don't laugh. Why are you laughing for? No, it's great. No, really. It's great. No, don't be like that. I'm not laughing. No, I think it's a... (laughs) So is the suspense. I know. It was like, (laughs) and it's a... Um, It was great. We actually went on... um, Have we talked about this? We didn't. I don't think we actually did talk about it. Okay. But you did all sorts of nice... We did some amazing stuff. It's partly why I've got tennis elbow as well. Um, (laughs) Was it Dutch's fault? Yes. Yes. Um, So what happened was, I'm terrible at sports. Everything that involves some kind of skill or coordination. I'm okay in a car. Okay. Everything else, no. Um, and they decided to take us surfing. Nice. On Remind us on what time of what time of year this was. Oh, this was like six weeks ago. Yeah, it was so October. It was still a bit chilly. But it was, yeah. Oh, it was Baltic. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely Baltic. Um, it was on the south coast. The, uh, the sea was choppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am not a well-balanced human. Uh. at all um so I, I i i was one of two people that hadn't surfed before that stood up there are pictures to prove yeah. it and surfed all the way in well done did you just like jump surfed. off the board at the beach go right that's it i'm done that like, was it. I've but got when the photo. you if you nail a trick of any variety the best thing you can ever do is go right i'm never doing that again so just quit like walk off go right yeah I'm done. with your board yeah, and your arm like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah your new surfer hair it was all down yeah and in fact, yeah i don't know what it is about people that work on 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 the coast but they look like they shouldn't be from the uk like this, this one of the young lads had the most <laughs> incredible tan, and he had hair like an Aussie, like an Aussie surfer. Must be something about getting battered by coastal wind Possibly, or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, um, you get like wind rash, don't you? So it looks like you have got a bit of a tan, but you've actually just been you've just been battered by <laughs> elements, yeah. sand and stones. You, like Miles, you've got the beginning of that surfer hair look. Can you just let that grow out. That's maybe I could. Mm. I'm considering it. Not the surfer hair, but just growing it out. Just growing yeah. <laughs> Like ponytail length. Oh, no. Not like David Seaman or something like <laughs> Or maybe. I think. No, nah, maybe not. Well, we could do. No, I'm not going to do that. No. We, we, we did talk hair with Tom Ingram the other week because he's also in the process of growing his hair out. Mm. And he's, he's going through that painful middle stage where it just looks crap <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you just Sorry, look Tom. like you. Your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went on this thing called Dacia Camp and it was very exciting. So I didn't have much to do with Dacia before, but John has. And then I got a message to say, we've been invited on this thing. I can't do it. Do you want to go camping in the Dacia? I went, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> And uh, so the, the whole Dacia thing now is about, like, the outdoors, being adventurous, um, the cool. car being practical and all that kind of stuff, which is really interesting because I said to them not that long ago, um, it wasn't really associated with that, was it? It was no. just like an affordable car. Yeah. But now, like, everything they do, the colours, the colour palettes, the way the cars are designed, all that kind of stuff, is geared at people that like to be outdoors doing stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and they do a very good job. So I had the jogger for a few days and I lived in it hmm. for two days all of my stuff it has a it fold the the back folds out into a, a proper bed um and then it has like this tent attachment thing that goes on it as well 
And um, yeah, we hacked around the South Coast for a few days in the worst conditions ever. And it was brilliant. I actually really enjoyed it because I'm not an outdoorsy person at all. I said if I was, you know, if you were to aim this at anybody, it would not be me. But I came away as a full convert. That sounds really fun. Yeah. There you go. Dacha. But you're right. Dacha has it has evolved into this brand that's kind of now, it was the the cheaper version of a Renault. And that's know, right. That's a bit mean to say that now. But that's ultimately what they were seen as. It was Renault parts bin that had been raided and you could see there was a bit of Clio there and a bit of Megan there. But they have become almost a bit kind of a bit of a cult following now. They have. Um, our friend, friend of the show, Alex Goy, even runs his own Instagram account called Dustagram, which is, uh, or Datagram, something like that. You'll find it. Go and find Alex, you'll find that, um, which is quite cool. And the point of me discovering how good they were and the kind of the great test for them was going to the North Italian Alps where historically it's always been filled with old men with big puffy red noses driving old panda 4x4s which of course have come to the end of their life cycle now yes you can go and buy a new panda 4x4 but what are the old men driving now instead they're actually driving dacha dusters so if it's good enough for the italian old men it's good enough for the rest of the world i would totally agree with that yeah, yeah. well they had three uh, the other guys journal oh, were journalists they were like um personalities i suppose way more outdoorsy than me mm. um were in the dusters and they had this like roof box tent thing on it that was really oh, good nice um yeah and i was in the jogger and it was it was great we went we 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 basically yeah we, we were in the cars for a few days uh we went we went hiking uh we went surfing as i said um and all of the stuff was there they were you know, provided all that and then of, of an evening we went to a campsite uh and camped in the cars and there was no phone signal, which was great. Oh, lovely. And do you know what the evening entertainment was? A lady. With a guitar around a campfire? No, not quite. Aww. There was a man with a guitar around oh. the campfire. But before that, under the starlight, right. she read stories to us. Oh, I bet oh, that was wow. so nice. That was so cute. I know. Were they good stories? They were great. It was oh. talking about all the star uh, constellations and what the what the meanings are and how they all came to be. Oh, I liked that. That was actually very enjoyable. Yeah. Gosh. Mm. Uh, side note on that: when I was in uh, I was in Scotland last week doing a little tiny bit of off roading, um, but we saw the Northern Lights in Northern Scotland. <gasps> no way! And that was quite I'm cool, so yeah. jealous of that. Well, it was it was one of those where I've seen the Northern Lights in Iceland as well, and they're properly r- mm. bright. And so to see them in Scotland, you kind of like you squint a bit. And you think, are they? Is that a bit brighter? And then you take your phone out and then you're like, oh my God, it actually is. And so oh, so you... is it a lot more visible through a phone lens, for yes. a camera lens than yeah. it is through the eye? Yes, it is. Only if you're looking somewhere that's a bit more south, like England or Scotland. How does that work? Yeah. Um, your eye will only be taking in a certain amount of light um, and your phone can keep its eyes open and wider for longer, basically. So you can take well, in more light. Know. So there we are. See, I still haven't ever seen them, despite doing stuff in the Arctic Circle, despite running ice driving experiences for <laughs> 10 years. years in a row <laughs> in uh, Sweden and in Norway. I have never seen the Northern Lights and I still struggle to believe it's as impressive and vivid as I see it on camera, uh, on f- like film footage, because it always yeah. looks like this yeah. huge light show that's dancing around. Is it like that? Yeah. Oh, it Very is. Mad. So. It abs- is absolutely oh. mad. It's like the... The speed of them, I've never, exp- I never, I just thought that things were like sped up when you, when you, that's watch. exactly so what I, I thought. I always thought it was like yeah. a time lapse thing. Yeah. And it's basically when you're un- underneath them, this is when I was in Iceland, it's they're almost like, like daggers shooting down at you. It's, it's, it's really crazy to, to see. And then they do kind of like wave, not quickly, yeah. but like you, you, you can very easily, they move really kind of much Gosh, quicker than you think. So, um, cool. yeah, it is yeah. really cool. I do want to see them. 
I, I, I don't want to rub it in, but the very first time I ever went to um, Arioplog, I saw them and they were very vivid. But if anybody listening <sighs> is thinking about seeing them, next year is the Solar Peak. So if you're going to see oh. them, next year is going to be a really good year to do it. Cool. So wow. Drop it down, people. Right Go and do your ice driving next year. That's a very good idea. Very good idea. Is there also going to be a solar storm that's going to basically turn off the internet? Eh. Or is that just oh, like... Oh, come on. In... There's one of those that comes around every year or yeah. something, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Um, we ha- didn't... I, 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 so John has, done, John has done a fantastic job, as he always does, of printing off um, notes. Sort and I don't of. know why I'm showing the microphone, <laughs> no. the notes, because that's not going to do anything. But what's actually at the end of the list... Um, I think we should talk about right now because it's quite poignant. Yeah, I was going to do that. Well, I was going to ask about your little off-roading bit Yeah. because there was something else that happened whilst you were on your way to Scotland. And I think when we last, the three of us sat down together, you mentioned the fact that you were disappearing to Scotland for a bit. Yes. Um, you had a bit of car trouble. Slight, Did you? Slight car trouble, as in didn't have any working car at all. Oh. So we went to, so just before we went to Scotland, we had to go to uh, to Switzerland just for one night just to go and meet a customer and get his car on a, on a transporter. Um, the only car we had to go to Heathrow in was uh, the XJS Jaguar. the only, mm. only thing that was working at the time. Um, both Land Rovers were broken. The BMW would... So basically, our three modern vehicles had all broken. So the two, B, uh, two Defenders and a 330D. Um, and then the MGB was my, with my dad. The Mini is deep, deep, deep into storage. So that was uh, not possible to get out. Um, and then, that yeah, that was it, really. And then we thought, oh, we've got a 1953 Mark Seven Jaguar. We thought, oh, I don't really want to be going <laughs> yeah, to Scotland in that. No. Poor little thing. Um, so yeah, the... When we were sat in Zurich Airport, we were like, mm, let's uh, let's see what we should do. Should we go in the XJS? Should we hire a car? Because that was our mm-hmm. next option. Or do we do a Top Gear challenge and buy something for under a grand and just wow. see if it gets us there? That's what I liked because I saw a couple of, of uh, screenshots on your story with yeah. cars you were looking at on Auto Trader. <laughs> I think a grand. I think it was under two thousand pounds. Yeah, because so. where are all the cheap cars? I'm sure it was only like five years ago you could spend like two hundred pounds and get a car that would work with yeah. an MOT. You can't seem to do that anymore. Yeah. Nah, not anymore. But did you see what I put up? No. Didn't you see or that? maybe, go on. Oh, I can't remember. remember. I can't remember what oh. I'm now. So- <laughs> did you see what I put up? <laughs> no, no, neither you. did I. So- <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> well, that's it. Tune in for more. There were things like the, the Honda Civic Estate. Oh, yeah. Which actually was, that, that was my, I wanted to get that. Another one was a, um, oh, what was it? A Mitsubishi Shogun. Uh-huh. That was also oh, there, uh, high up there. Another one was a really cool thing, a Nissan something or other, I can't remember what it is. But it was really cool. I'm leaving it as that. You didn't buy any of them? No, because... So then, what did you do? Hire a car? No, the Land Rover ended up getting fixed oh. literally at 4 oh, wow. o'clock. So we were leaving at 5 a.m. the following day. It got fixed at 4 p.m. the evening or well, the afternoon there before. That's so nice. we went up the Land Rover. There Very we are. good. And then did some off-roading just for photos because I wanted to and it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good for that, isn't it? Scotland. It is good. The Highlands and stuff. Yeah. I'm off to the Highlands at the end of this week oh. to do some car launch stuff. Ooh. Very exciting. Here, EV9. Oh, yeah. Don't mean to brag. Where in Scotland? Uh, I think we're flying into Aberdeen. Okay, probably north. Yeah. 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 Cool. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't. Not that I can say anything about it because I've not yet got on it, but I think it's under embargo until a week or so after. But keep an eye on the social feeds because I'll show you what I can show you when I can show you, and then the big reveal and and review and words and stuff will be on the website. But yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it because this is a car that's been kind of like tipped as this could be the the big turning point for Kia in terms of anyone that's been going out and buying 
Land Rover Discoveries or BMW X5s or that that sort of ilk of of posher end of uh, the big family cars are quite likely to now switch over to this new alternative, which I find quite exciting. Do you think it will be, as your notes say, the ultimate winter car? Oh, good question <laughs> and great segue, great segue. Link. <laughs> because that is one of the things I wanted to ask. And the reason I'm asking, actually, this I've got two stories that tie into one. So, yes, I have written at the very bottom of my list. What is the ultimate winter car? We're in December now. A car that can do everything. And the reason I've asked this is because there is also, as you will see, if you are a regular visitor to our website, driven.site, you'll see that we have news stories that go up every day or two. And one of the big stories that's broken in the past week or so is the reveal of the new Ineos Grenadier, mm. known as the Quartermaster. Mm. Oh, Love that. that's what your writing says. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, I thought it said... Oh, we can see now. Now you've said it, I can't unsee it. Ah, yeah. I just didn't really know what it said. Yeah, usually, okay. a dear listener, I type these things out and then and then print. In future, maybe you should. Yeah, um, <laughs> this time I've scribbled because I thought this one said McLaren back to the Germans. Yeah, <laughs> but it says Le Mans. But we'll come to that later. Ineos have launched their new car, or they're launching, or it's in build, or it's coming very soon. Um, everyone's now familiar with the Grenadier. They know what it looks like. It looks a bit like a G-Wagen and a bit like a Defender, although you can't say that, um, but I just did. And now they've launched, or they're showing off their new iteration, which is called the Quartermaster, which is a bit like a Defender 130 pickup truck. Ooh. Looks like this. I'm showing I'm showing the, uh, oh, I like that. the team. I like I'm just, that I'm just Googling it as so, well. And I, oh, out of curiosity, cool. because we like a configurator system here at oh, yeah. Driven. <laughs> have you been playing? I had a little play this morning. I was sat in the office on my own. I thought, eh, let's have a little look at this and see what I could add on. So I've done myself a full configuration. Highly recommend checking this out. If you've, uh, if you've got some time to kill, head on, head on over to the Ineos website and spec your own quartermaster. Um, I actually am quite surprised at how good value these cars oh. are. I thought you were going to say it was monstrously expensive. I've spec'd up the most ridiculous version I possibly could with off-road stuff, with all the gadgets, all the technology. If I was specking a Land Rover Defender 130 up with the level of spec that I've gone for, I think I'd probably be close to maybe £120,000, <gasps> I yeah. reckon. Add a guess. I, I, didn't, maybe be- I didn't believe Will the other day, and we were literally in bed having an argument about how much Land Rovers and Range Rovers cost now. Mm, thinking, and I was obscene. like, they don't cost that much. I don't believe it. Anyway, they do. yeah, so they're funny. quite silly now. Um, so the Grenadier, though. The Grenadier that it's I It's not Grenadier expected. anymore. Wait. No, it is. It's it's Ineos Grenadier. Oh, so it's not Ineos Quartermaster. It's Ineos Grenadier, Grenadier Quartermaster. That's it. Okay. Yeah, because it is still that same platform. Uh, but yeah, I specced it up with every bell and whistle that I possibly could, including inbuilt winches and torn- the, the, the rear tonneau cover. What are they called? Roof rack. Uh, light bars, snorkels, the mega locking diff, like crazy, 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 everything off-road. £86,000. I think that's quite good. That's really good value. Which is still a lot of money, I appreciate. I don't have that money, but yeah, for people that do, that's a good value car. Um, I really want to have a go in one. I think they're going to be, it's such a cool thing. I think they're great. I, I, I drove one at a tank testing facility. Yeah. And was very, very impressed. Because I wouldn't call myself an off-roading person particularly, but there was nothing I really aimed it at where it went, mm. including some horribly steep things. That's the bit that always bends my brain yeah. when off-roading or green laning or going on these like um, specially made off-road courses. When you get the car at angles where you're like, 
it's going to fall over. Yeah. Surely it's about to roll over, and it just doesn't. It, I really, really enjoyed the car. I like personally like the way it looks. I like all the switches inside. I think that's quite exciting. I got, yeah, I quite like the way that it's a lot of them are above your head, aren't they? Yeah. And they're kind of like, it feels like you're in this little spaceship. They've also got these little windows above your head they that you do. can. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. I, I, we should get one in. I think we should. Yeah, I'm going to speak to the people at Ineos and say, hello, can I have one, please? Because it would be cool to do a proper little review and test on it. And we've spoken about them so much, but never actually... I've sat in one at a car show, and that's about as good as it's ever got. So, yeah, it would be really cool. I just think they're... It's it's cool. It's the alternative to the Defender, and it's actually a little bit cheaper, which is mm. quite, the, quite the accolade. But that's my ultimate winter car. Amy Haynes, as somebody that drives around in Defenders... I feel like your answer is probably going to be. I already, very, I already drive the. I already drive the. Although mine is probably my actual one is not the greatest because lack of heat and uh, canvas yeah, roof. That's right. Yeah. Quite cold. Yeah. Uh, Wills is really good though because it's a bit more modern. It's twenty ten one, so it's uh, actually got good heating that works. Wow. And uh, yeah, but um, no, I would have to stick to um, yeah the Defender of Hode, an older one, not a new one, just because I'm stubborn. Yeah, well, even the new ones are better. Which is weird. <laughs> you think they are? Oh, just, they, they you, drive, just you, drive, are. you drive a white one. Let's just bring that. It's back. very dirty. <laughs> Don't try. It's brown at the moment. It's it is brown. actually brown. Yeah, I pulled in and went. It's, oh, okay. it's off brown. Uh, Miles Lacey, um, ultimate winter car. So uh, this might sound like a very odd thing to say. Tractor. No, no. Three thirty D. Three thirty D. Yeah, great car. Um, I have, I've never had like a winter car, so I've always just driven the car that I had through winter. Yeah, which for a while was a original mini. Yes, oh, I've yeah, also done one, that yeah. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. same all... issue with it being very cold. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like yeah. that all three of us can share in that pain and knowledge yeah. of classic <laughs> minis. Uh, using the choke to get it going in the morning. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, but with skinny little tires on it, it would just hack through anything. Mm. Yeah. Um. But often by the time you'd arrived at the place, just about that you could see out the windscreen, maybe, yeah. you know. So. But also once you arrived at the place, I found that once I'd defrosted my, my door lock enough to be able to open my door, by the yeah. time I've arrived at my place, I can't, it's frozen up again. And I can't <laughs> lock my door. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so leave it unlocked for a uh, long time. And again, you probably wouldn't want to have an accident in one because many times you probably remember where you would, uh, go to jack it up and to change a wheel or do the brakes or something like that. You jack it up and then you couldn't open the door because the whole yeah. body had flexed. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did have, I did, a, a friend of mine um, who understands electronics installed some lights on the front of it. And, oh, uh, nice. Rally lights. You know, like rally lights. That felt like cool. a proper winter car. Do you put slightly knobbly tyres on? No, huh? no, no. Just like the cheapest rubbish you can find. <laughs> Remolds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the best and most effective winter car I actually had was, believe it or not, my E39 M5. Because I, believe that. I had that for, I ran it over a winter when I first got it and I was just wanted to use it all the time. And I was given a set of like crappy alloys with winter tyres on. And it was just unbeatable in the snow. Absolutely <laughs> Is unbeatable. Is that because of the winter tyres? And the fact that you've been driving around with like, Classic mini with non-winter tyres. And suddenly you're like, ooh. It was quite a contrast. I've got grip. (laughs) Yeah, it was quite a contrast. Uh, But it was great because it made it look like just a normal 5 Series because it was just, you know, crappy alloy wheels. Um, And amazing winter tyres. And everyone that was thinking they were absolute heroes in four-wheel drives whatnot, 
on summer tires, we're going nowhere. That is one of my favourite things about winter is having the conversation, the strange conversation with people that are driving like a four-wheel drive X5. Yeah. But they've got summer tires on yeah. and they're like, oh, it's going to be fine, I'll get through it. And just watching them, like all, <laughs> all four wheels just spinning whilst it's sat on the spot. Like, that's not how this works. Exactly, yeah. Um, that worked very well for me. A wi- ultimate winter car, though, very good question. I feel like for me it would have to be a wagon just because I like, I like wagons. So maybe something four-wheel drive. An Audi? No, probably Ooh. not an Audi. No. RS6 on winter tires would be RS6 is good. Yeah. I know what my next press car is going to be. Yeah, we can do that. I can put you in touch with Lou. Um, what is your most ambitious winter car, dear listener? And um, the stupider, the better. Because there must be... You, we have such an amazing array of listeners. There must be somebody out there that's got a... Huh, watch this. Surely if you put anything on very good knobbly or studded tyres, anything can be a winter Pretty car. much. That is true. Yeah, tyre technology now is so good. Uh, yes, you're right. Most things will be good, unless you've got like 10,000 horsepower <laughs> and you've got no weight over your rear axle and it's light. Well, I, I actually had an experience last night because I ordered a cab to go into, into town and um, the taxi driver picked me up on the road uh, that was very, very icy. Ah. And I was like, just, just a heads up, this road doesn't ever really defrost. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he do? First left, under like skidded, put the curb back down again. He was like, "Oh, it's slippy, isn't it?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Were you just like, "Yeah, yeah, just here, mate. Yeah, just here," and just kept going? Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. The worst thing was the fare kept going up as well. I was like, "No, stop!" <laughs> By the time we stopped, I had him another tenner. <laughs> Ice tax. <laughs> right. Let's cut to a quick advert break, and when we come back, we're going to work through a couple of the a couple more than a couple, a few of our news stories that we've got showing on our website at the moment because I think there are some quite cool talking topics and then we're going to round things up and talk about the beginning of the end. Ominous. Ominous. You're good at writing these ominous titles. I'm good at making them up as I go along. I think that's the the better (laughs) way of saying it. So uh, bear with us, dear listener. Here's an advert and then we'll be straight back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Driven Chat Podcast. And we're back in the room. Myself, John Marker, Amy Haynes and Miles Lacey. That's the crew. That's the crew. <laughs> For now, at least. Team. You tell I've been talking to uh, radio producers this week who are like, well, you need to get back into the, com- the, the habit of uh, reintroducing everyone that's in the room after an advert break, which I understand on radio. Apparently on a podcast you need to do it as well. Oh, oh right. Okay. Do we have to introduce ourselves again? Because this might be a problem. No, no we're never doing like that again. another half an hour. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, some news stories I thought we could work through, some on the website and some aren't. The big one that I feel like we should definitely talk about because it's a, it seems like a really poignant story, Top Gear is over, but not yeah. over. Don't misquote me on that, dear listener. Top Gear has been brought to halt, be that temporary, possibly long-term, possibly indefinite. Um, I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that and see what the react, general reaction is around the room. Mm. Initially, when I found out, I thought, "Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit much." And then I had a look at, um, oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Who had the crash? Um, Flintoff. Flintoff. I had a look at the pictures of his face. Yeah. And I thought, Ooh. Yeah. By swear all word. Accounts, it was very serious. Yeah. yeah and I thought I can crash. see why. So um, yeah, I think it's. Sad, but at the same time, I don't think it's ever been what it was, mm. and so I think it was a, it was always going to come to an end at some point. So this is just the thing that's done it. So I, yeah. I think it's it's easier to come to an end when you've got such a, an obvious reason why, rather than it being like, oh, it's just the, you know it's tailing off and you're not getting as many views and whatever, and it's just kind of clinging on to straws rather yeah. than. Like, I think that'd be a bit of a, if anything, a sadder ending. This feels a bit more like ah, no, I can see the justification yeah. here. Um, so yeah, but I feel that there'll, there'll definitely need to be a space filled. So mm. I'd be excited about whatever comes next. Yeah. What about you, Miles? Yeah, I, yeah. I felt like it was it was drawing. I felt like it was drawing to a, a natural close. Obviously, that happened, which was awful. But um, what I have noticed, what I had noticed, was that there, um, in the last twelve months or so, like Top Gear Online was putting out some mega stuff. <laughs> Like almost what I felt the 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 special films and stuff should have been on the TV show. Yeah. So like Ollie Marriage and was it Jack? Is it Jack Rick? Jackie Ricks? So Jack Ricks. Jack yeah. Ricks. Those two guys are just doing some really really awesome stuff. Like I don't say proper car journalism stuff, but nice films about mm-hmm. cool cars, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if that might play into what the rebrand is at some point. If it just comes. stay online rather than being on the TV. I don't know because it's such a big thing, wasn't it's it? A sh- it's such a valuable brand for the BBC. It was for a long time, certainly in the Clarkson, May, and Hammond era, it was the most valuable output that the BBC owned. Yeah, higher than more than Strictly, more than a lot of the huge, huge productions they that they put on, uh, because of course the license and the version of it was sold around the country to so, so sorry sold around the world um, for so many different copies or the just the UK runs of it were sold onto different channels and networks around the world it was huge so it will definitely I feel like it will definitely come back at some point uh, but one of the things uh, it's a, a bit of a plug because um, I'm certainly no reward for it but I've been listening to Chris Harris's new book I don't know if you've seen this he's written oh, yeah. a book um, which is essentially some memoirs, which it's interesting because at the time, clearly at the time that he's written it and it's been published, I think it was published in September, September, October time, which of course was before the announcement that the BBC would be putting the programme on halt. Um, even there, he's, he talks about in the book about the struggles of starting at Top Gear. The first season at Top Gear for him was actually really miserable, like really, really hard work. And and he kind of regretted the decision of taking the job. And the book is fascinating. I really strongly recommend if you are a big fan of um, audiobooks, for example, uh, have a listen to that because he reads it himself. I always think when the author reads their own book, it sounds a lot more kind of genuine and engaging. But yeah, he talks about that period and he talks about the rebrands of Top Gear in his time and the fact that know he came in at the Chris Evans chapter which was challenging I think everyone could agree on that it was Mm. a bit of a strange after following Clarkson Hammond and May I think what 
everybody wanted, me included especially, was a, re- a, a change to the format, a complete remake. Let's not try and carry on what we already had because that doesn't work. It was great because of the producer that was making it, Andy Willman, and the three personalities that were on camera and the likes of Richard Porter as well doing script work. To then suddenly try and replicate that without Andy Willman, without Richard Porter, and certainly without Clarkson, Hammond and May, it was like, oh, God, it's a bit hard. Difficult second album, isn't it? it it's just impossible, absolutely impossible. And then, of course, there was the um, Matt LeBlanc era, which seemed to get a bit better. And then, of course, the final iteration, as we've seen it with um, Chris, Paddy and Freddie, um, which I feel like... It's a shame it's come to an end now because I feel like they were finally getting into their little swing, the three Mm -hmm. of them. I thought the the chemistry between the three worked quite well. It was a bit challenging, perhaps, the first couple of episodes. But again, it's so difficult when you're looking at that same format to not compare it to Clarkson, Hammond and May. So I really hope that it does make its way back. It may not be for a couple of years. It may be for a little while. It may never come back. Who knows? But if it does come back, I really hope that the format is rejigged. I hope that the production team behind it are genuine car people because mm. I feel like that's p- potentially something that's been amiss with regards to the most recent series. You've got presenters, Chris especially, who is a you know an encyclopedia of knowledge, a fantastic motoring journalist, a brilliant writer, and an exceptional driver. And he was being produced by people that perhaps didn't quite look at cars in the same way that he did, and therefore it was kind of like oh. This could be so much better. But you're right as well, Miles, you know, with regards to the online content, the video content, uh, the stuff that's going out, you think, God, it could just be this, couldn't it? But I think the world of telly is weird and confusing and it has to be, uh, you have to produce in accordance to the views that you're probably going to get and what's going to be engaging to the audience. And that, for the majority, is not the nerdy car stuff that we three might watch and go, oh, I like that because they're talking about why it's good. It's people going, oh, I want to watch it because there's some silly excitementometer that's wired into somebody's underpants which is a genuine <laughs> feature that they did um so yeah it's, it's, but you know poignant story that i feel it's it's important we pay reference to because it's huge but you know uh, but what would a, what would a car show look like if it was that, going on the tv I, think, I honestly think if somebody had that answer does it need to be on the tv anymore? yeah you know with yeah. the internet being as it is and youtube being as it is have we got everything we need online it's a strange one well, even Grand Tour, you know, that's seen, that's had a few iterations since it's yeah, mm-hmm. completely. started and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it started off as a studio thing. Then, the, of course, the, the brilliant thing about Amazon is the fact that you can study analytics. You can see yeah. where people watch and pause and go back. And whilst Amazon will never publicly share that information, clearly the stuff in the studio didn't work because they axed it, whereas the stuff where they were out and about doing adventures did work and they put all the production budget into that. So, uh, yeah. Mad times. Watch this space. Watch this yeah. space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other news on our website that you can go and enjoy. You can read along whilst we talk about it. So some exciting, well, I say exciting. Is it exciting? I don't know. We've been talking about this for years now, I feels like. The Tesla Cybertruck got delivered to its customers last week. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Actually delivered? Yeah. I think there are only oh, 10. Okay. <laughs> uh, I always felt like that car that was never really going to be a thing. I was convinced it was never going to be a thing. But yes, custom, 10 customers, I believe. Do you know where in the world they've been de- delivered to? Yes, Ooh. exclusively the United States. Yeah. The car will never be on sale here in the UK Why? or anywhere in Europe, I believe, as a, as a new register. You can import them uh, because they won't pass our European regulations. Oh. For things like pedestrian safety. Because <laughs> it would just I, flatten everything. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got the full list in front of me, but there are, we as as uh, 
car manufacturer or any car manufacturer, um, they have you have to comply. You'll know more about this than anyone, Miles, but you, they have to comply with certain rules and regulations and things like pedestrian safety is quite a priority. The likelihood of you running into a pedestrian, how does that pedestrian fall over the car? What's there to kind of help them? Uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this has now seen the shape of a Cybertruck and you could probably work out why that might not work. But surely like <laughs> yeah. lorries get ticked off. Yes. Um, yeah, you're right. I, and I don't know enough about the, the subject to quantify what makes something legitimate and not legitimate. I think it's like classification of whether it's a car or a commercial vehicle or something like that. It's, yeah. And there's other silly little things like there have to be, for European models, there has to be um, like daytime running lights in certain heights and corners of the vehicle, which the Cybertruck can't do because it's a weird shape. And So yes, the Cybertruck, believe it or not, is now landing parking on people's driveways in the united states and they are able to drive that mad looking car that's crazy to walmart i would love to see one in in the metal Me next too. to like mm. a normal car yeah. yeah i can imagine it's a monstrous thing yeah yeah have any of our american listeners seen any on the road yet and have you got any photos of them please can you send them over via our social channels or just drop me an email at podcast at driven.site because i really want to see one i just think it's going to be so bizarre but yeah, it's here. I'm glad. I'm glad it's here because it's one of those that you just look at the pictures of it and you think that's not real. Totally not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, it, it, I don't even know how long we've been talking about it for. We have been talking about this since we started this format. Good grief! So I reckon that's two and a half years. <sighs> Wild, because it was kind of. I feel like it was pandemic year. It was 2020 that they revealed it. Yeah, but almost use that as an excuse of, well, as you probably know, it's not going to come along anytime soon. But mm-hmm. here's what it's going to look like, and everyone kind of went, yeah, right. Has any, anyone ever actually seen one of the concept cars in the flesh, like a car show or anything like that? I haven't. No, no I've not. But either. again, because I, I think very early on, Tesla realised they weren't going to be able to sell it in the UK. Ah, so it won't. Have so even it, there's no, yeah, there's no mm. effort. But somebody's going to import one. There is going to be some, and I'd love to see what it sells for over the retail price in the UK, like the first person to have one here. How, what, do you know what the retail price of them at the, at the minute is? Oh, that is a question I should know the answer to. Please talk amongst yourselves. I'll see if I can find out. I imagine it's, I imagine, I imagine it's not particularly cheap. No. Um, I'll have a look. Tesla Cybertruck price. Lots. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. It's just lots. All the money. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm I'm shocked. Okay. That looks like it's cheap then. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, US dollars, $61,000. Why? I thought you were going to say like at least 140. I thought yeah. it was at least 140. $61,000 is, I'm guessing, you know, that's going to be the price from, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the base model, right, let me just fire through this uh, from Wired. Uh, two years after Tesla is due to deliver its first electric trucks, the Cybertruck is really, truly here. And the base model costs $61,000. That's about $21,000 more than the CEO Elon Musk promised when the Cybertruck was first introduced four years ago. And the cheapest model won't be available until 2025. Hmm. So they're, I'm guessing then, in that case, they're launched. They've done a first edition like yeah. lots of car manufacturers do. Yeah. comes with a premium price tag because it has everything attached. Then the cheap stuff comes later. Mm. I'm quite surprised by that, if I'm honest. Yeah. Would Is you buy m- one? No, absolutely not. No. Amy? Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah? I actually would, yeah. Uh, I just think they're cool. I just like weird-looking cars, and uh, I think it's very weird. Fits the bill. Fits the bill, yeah. Although I would be frustrated about the electric thing, and I want to know how range and that lot. But um, And also, in terms of actual physical size of it, 
this is why I'm saying, has anyone actually seen one in the, in the mm. flesh? Because like on British roads, if it's only been built for American customers, I'd, is it physically huge? I, I, I don't actually big, know yeah. the dimensions. Like, you uh, know, to, the ability to, to actually walk around one and go, bloody hell, that's big, mm. or whatever it might be. Um, and also, if it's a because all of them are the, all of them are um, pickups, aren't they? There's yes. not any like like closed cab, rear cab things. No, no. So then I'd want to know what the actual from a from an actual like workshop point of view, what the towing capabilities are, and if I yeah. can what I can fit in the back, things like that. Very true. Um, yeah, quite because they've all got that like cover to cover the bed, but because it's at an angle. I yeah, guess when it's open, it's going to look very different. And the minute you put anything large in the bed, it's going to completely transform the way that that truck yeah. looks because suddenly the angular cubist shape is going to suddenly change once you've got like a big tree in the back or something. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'd want to know if you could fit like a motorbike, even a little motorbike in the back or something like that, like a cool looking Husqvarna, something, you know, futuristic looking um, and just see if that looks cool. And it might be really high there to try and put a bike in the back. Yeah, true. After a very long ramp with stairs. We shall see. Now that it's here, <laughs> we will actually see. We'll be, there'll be people out there wanting to do crazy things with them. Um, other stories, another car that's causing a bit of controversy, but in a good way because it's quite cool and exciting. I don't know if you've seen this. You might want to have a quick pop onto the website to have a look. But remember our old friend Ian Callum? Ah, oh, Uncle Ian. Off of Jaguar <laughs> Designs and Aston Martin Designs. Uh, well, he and his lovely little team of people located just down the road from here have revealed their first car under the Callum brand and wow. it's called the Sky S K K-Y-E Sky I'm on our website and I can't see it it's, it's got, brilliant for me that's got um, <laughs> where is it go to news automotive news just scrolling down no I'm seeing all the all the things that are not the Sky go to the go to the little dashes at the top yep and then go to automotive news yep and then scroll down to the where so is you're it? scrolling as well, oh, I know. Oh, no, it is there. Oh, it's is underneath it? the 1966 oh, Aston Martin DB5 to Auction. There we go. Interesting. Isn't it? Uh, do you know, it looks like it would be better placed on Mars. Yes. Yeah. Than here. What are they going for with that? So this is a vehicle that could be used for multiple different purposes it can be used as a bit of a beach buggy it can be used as a car with fully enclosed doors it's not the most sorry to put in there it's not the best angle to open up the it wouldn't it wouldn't grab my attention from that first photo however if you scroll down the article and see a profile shot i'm like oh i get it that looks cool yeah it's kind of got and this might feels a bit cruel saying it because it's it's a lot better than this do you remember the smart coupe yeah, yeah. A little yeah. three-cylinder yeah. thing, which looks kind of weird and funky. It's a bit like that, but beefy, massive, off-roady. I think, I think it's quite cool, actually. I think it's a cool-looking thing, and we will have an invite to see one in the flesh. In that's, fact, that's I, bit cool. of a, this is a bit of a clang, but I saw way before this was even hinted to the general public, I saw the skeleton of this product in Ian Callum's hidden design room at the back. All right, show off. Yeah. Did it look anything like this? uh, You could see where it was going because they had a tiny little clay model version of it. But, yeah, it's a cool thing. It's, uh, as you would expect, full EV, 50-50 weight distribution, but total weight, 1,050 kilos. That's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) That's really impressive because normally anything electric weighs as much as a church. Exactly. So, yeah, it's (laughs) going to be small, light, fast, fun. 
and I think it's cool, if and I you, think everyone needs to go and look at it. Yeah, if you if you Google uh, Callum Sky, and there's a like a, a chrome orange one, yeah, which mm. comes up and looks really cool. Yeah, as you said, it is like kind of that off-roady beach buggy. It looks really short and really small, but is it actually? Yeah, really it's small? it's quite small. It's it's like beach buggy size. So, no, I think I like it. I think it looks very weird. Yeah, it's ticked my box of weird. Is that a thing that's going to be a thing? It's a thing. It's a thing. It's going to be for sale for people to buy to specify and colour and put weird wacky wheels on or take the doors off. It's, yeah, ready to go. Great. I'm quite excited. With the Cybertruck and uh, the, do you call it the Sky? I think they're calling it just Sky. Sky, okay. okay. Um, two cars already that are now going to be obviously on the road, even if not all in the Europe. Um, just this new direction of weird design mm. i'm really looking forward to it because i feel like in the last even for the last 15 20 years we've got very 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 boring with design yeah like even unless you're talking about something really silly like a hypercar or something or other but the general more kind of day-to-day stuff some of the things you see now on the road i think are really cool mm. is it the hyundai 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 like sunday is it what's, what's the one that's i'm sure it's <laughs> hyundai like sunday i like it um <laughs> is that the one that looks like a bit of an origami car really harsh lines through it it's, it's out loads of people drive it in the oh um it's an ev i think is it the one that oh. looks a bit uh tron yes yeah yeah really cool ionic five Oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, Ionic 5, quite boxy and cool. Yeah, really cool. There's a new Lexus as well that's quite angular and looks like scrumpled origami paper. Cool. Um, yeah, you're right, though, because, and this, interestingly, that was a conversation, if you cast your mind back to when we spoke with Ian in the studio truck at Caffeine and Machine, mm-hmm. we were asking the question of, you know, we're now seeing EV platforms coming, why aren't we seeing more radical designs? And his answer was, well, because Joe Public just aren't ready for it yet, they mm-hmm. won't buy it. Sure. Everyone's excited by the idea of these futuristic shapes, but the reality of what people are actually willing to spend their money on will show that they're not that excited about radical design after all. So, um, yeah, but you're, I think now, this is a, a year or two, year and a half or two later, I think people are starting to become a little bit more open to the idea of something a bit unusual, and as proven by Cybertruck. Yeah. People are putting down orders for them, so clearly people want them. Mm. Um. We'll blast through this one because I think it's a it's a good thing to mention. McLaren are going back to Le Mans. Yeah, I love this. I know nothing about this. Explain. Well, uh, Le Mans 24. Yeah. The big race that happens in France. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, it, we saw Ferrari return as a um, what's the correct term? Constructor team. I guess so. Yeah. So they, whilst Ferraris have been racing and McLarens have been racing at Le Mans for many years, the an official team as in we are mclaren we build the car and we are entering the car hasn't happened for a good few years Mm. but yeah they are returning back to le mans for next year so not only have we seen ferrari returning after something mad like 50 years as a constructor mclaren are now back as well which i think is mega so we're going to see like porsche ferrari and mclaren racing against each other as they were back in the 1970s i'm actually super excited by all of this because (coughs) the um the racing stuff is really, you know, across kind of GT3, and then you've got like what, um, what are they called? What was called Blank Pan, uh, World GT World Challenge now, yep, yep. that kind of thing. Um, essentially, they're all a, a bit of the same because it's just lots of it's just GT3 cars or GT4 cars, that kind of thing. Mm. And then maybe in WEC, you've got the prototypes, but now you've got these new LMDH cars that actually got 
the manufacturer's interested again. You know, you've got this wicked Cadillac. Uh, there's the Ferrari, of course. There's the Porsche Penske car and all that kind of thing. Um, I feel like endurance racing and WEC and all that kind of thing might have a sort of big resurgence. It's quite an exciting thing. I feel like it needs to happen at a time where things like Formula E are, pardon the phrase, dying on its ass. Yes. Um, and in fact, I think, uneducated guess here, it's not going to be around for much longer. No. I I just have a feeling. Um, because I, I just don't think people are that excited by it. I just I just don't see it as engaging, as, as exciting I think in comparison to the motorised stuff. When you look at, you know, you can try and any any kind of fancy gimmicks and stuff to try and get people interested. But when you when you actually go and look at the events that genuinely draw a big crowd, and I know we talk about Goodwood a lot, but like Revival, mm. Festival of Speed, where there's just a lot of theatre and noise and chaos yep, and yep. You know, the stuff that we love about cars, mm. you don't need to do any fancy marketing or advertising yeah. or gimmicks because people just want to go and see it. I think yeah. it just heightens all of the senses rather than just the visual, like, oh, that's going fast. Kind exactly. of, it's mm. the, the, yeah, it was all the smells, the sounds. Well, it, around you it. know, it doesn't matter. I think that it's going fast. You know, like when I posted a video the other day and it was an old Seb Vettel uh, clip um of him at monza in one of the v8s or you know one of the previous red bulls and the thing's screaming its head off and he's like drifting it at 150 miles an hour and i was just <laughs> like that 10 second clip was enough for me to go wow yeah and there's not really a moment like that in current f1 large for me at least down to the you know lack of interest in the actual car itself mm. that's really got me that revved up mm. and, and even these little clips of the lmdh cars now the weck and whatnot uh, and they start off on electric when they're leaving the pit lane or oh, something. Oh, so cool. And then they just go bang, rum- like fire the combustion <coughs> engine up and rumble into life. And the best one so far is the Cadillac. The Cadillac sounds unruly. I've it's, not seen it. It's such a bizarre combination of sounds. Electric motor whining, like almost sounds like a reverse gear. Yeah. Straight cut, whine, and then this bow as the engine kicks in as it's getting to the end of the pit lane it's just so cool we'll, we'll post some clips on socials because it's yeah. just it's just cool it's unnecessary but very cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yes exciting things with Le Mans Le Mans suddenly looking more and more exciting and appealing to watch but another one which is kind of in um these stories can go back to back I think the fact that Goodwood have announced that the revival for 2024 will be exclusively fueled by synthetic fuels. I think this is really exciting. Yeah. Wow. I am very excited for this. Mm. The yeah. No, go on. I was just about to say, just the, the the. Do you want to have a little coffee? I think I. Do you know what I'm going right? to quickly do? I'm going to go and slug a bit of water. <laughs> but I'm going to let you two carry on. Okay. I'm going to just walk out the room for ten seconds, slurp some water <laughs> from the kitchen thoughts. that's on the other side of this wall. Very good. Um, but yes, tell us, Amy, why are you so excited about Goodwood being sustainable fuels? So, thinking about just the... Uh, right, now John's not in the room. Now, yeah. <laughs> can we have, can we have an honest conversation? I'm still here. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Slay him off. <laughs> Sorry, yes, refuels. Fuels. But, yeah, basically, the um, the only way that we're going to be able to get the... For, for me, the future of classic cars is the, the thing that I'm really rooting for because of the whole, like... Everything being on the road being so boring. That's why I'm excited about things like the Cybertruck because I'm like, this is different, exciting. I think classic cars will also be the same way. However, we obviously need to get over that whole like, uh, destroying the planet kind of thing. Yeah. And but synthetic fuels is going to be the way forward. So to have uh, Duke Richmond Goodwood be like, we're just going to do this, and this is the first, as he said in his his uh, statement, the first time that any 
major automotive event is going to be doing anything like this. Like, I'm surprised that Formula One haven't tried to do this before. Like, Revival to do it first, I think, is wicked. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's I so just, your yeah. little line there, I'm back by the way, Formula One should have done it first. Formula One should have done it first. Well, this is what's really exciting me about the fact that this is happening and the fact that Goodwood are doing this because in my little brain, I can't help but think, well. If we can have access to fully synthetic fuels and carbon neutral racing elsewhere, then could we potentially bring back the V8s, the V10s, the V12s to Formula One if they were running on synthetic fuel? Yes. Because I know there's this big movement towards, oh, we're, it's already hybridized, we know that. And there's conversation about, oh, it's going to be, there's a likelihood that Formula One engines are going to be four cylinder, and a lot of this might be hearsay, but there's conversation about it. Well, hang on a minute. If we can use fully synthetic fuel, can we please have a screaming V10 F1 car again, providing the fuel is clean? Yeah. Why not? It would be so good. I would and I'd actually watch F1 again. 100, 100%. Yeah. That would change the landscape massively. Completely. It would. Completely. I, is it going to happen? Is there anyone that's listening that's in the know that's going, actually, we've been talking about this for quite some time? I want to know because... I think, just think it's going to be so cool. I'm so unexcited by F1, and I know that's a controversial thing because loads of people love it and watch it religiously. Loads of my friends absolutely adore F1, but we all sat round together to watch the last race of the season last weekend, mm. and I was just so bored. Mm. It's just such an unexciting sport the, for me. The upside on the, on the upside down pig track. Yes, yeah. The uh, one that looks like Spider Pig. Spider Pig upside down in Vegas. <laughs> but yeah, that last Bahrain one. I was just like, oh. Who's this guy that's 10 seconds faster than everyone else? Oh, yeah, he always wins. Right, brilliant, great. Yeah. Well, I saw a thing, and it was a guy who, <laughs> it was quite good, actually, posted a video to say that actually the F1 has been this year versus the previous two years a bit more interesting in terms of, you know, not the top, yeah. uh, top two teams, as it were. And he'd literally on the screen, on his team, got like a paper cutout that had, you know, the names down the side of the current uh, order of the... <laughs> yeah. And it just blocked out the staff at the top and just and then put number one at number two, basically, to say, forget what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it's not too bad. Well, you say that, but the... I don't know if you know this, but the betting sites, things like Bet365 and other gambling sports sites, I'm, as you can tell, not a very regular sports gambler, but the you can bet on the odds, um, but without Red Bull. And without Verstappen. Wow. Hmm. That's so quite telling. You put your, yeah, because otherwise it's like, oh, well, I'll bet that Max Verstappen's going to win. Oh, he has. Right, he's won. Great. So, yeah, they now have odds without Red Bull. So yeah. they actually say, like, race results excluding Red Bull because it's just a cert that they were going to win. That's um, crazy. So yeah, madness. Isn't it funny that they're almost a victim of their own success by being too successful and this just, now goes. people are yeah. like oh, I'm bored of, yeah. bored of that like, yeah oh, look at us we've made the best possible racing car ever seen in this sport and everyone's like yeah not interested you've made it worse wow it's just <laughs> yeah. people, people like Jeopardy don't yeah, they yeah they do I know I do they do but uh, the synthetic fuels thing is brilliant uh, didn't I think the first time we saw it was Goodwood again wasn't it it was the Revival Porsche were doing it the Fordwater trophy Fordwater trophy every single Porsche that was were they pre-60s no pre-70s cars pre-70s pre-70s yeah. yeah. cars every single one was on synthetic fuel yeah and the racing was mega they sounded great they smelt unusually nice it was quite a strange <laughs> different smell to the usual old fuely smell it's and this yeah a lot of the drivers were saying 
the octane rating of that fuel is actually spicier than the irregular petrol. So the cars were even a bit quicker, a bit well, more powerful. Um, Rowan Atkinson also sent out a quote, and he said something about the uh, the uh, the performance was better than what yeah. we got in in actual fuel fuel. Yeah, yeah. We've, I mean, this is the great thing about essentially we've been taking a crude product out of the ground and refining that into a combustible fuel that we can use. Now that we've got people with vastly larger brains than ours combined going, well, actually, we can make something similar and therefore can probably make it even better and more efficient with a higher octane. It's, it's exciting. Or in John's words, more spicy. More spicy. <laughs> Can we have more spicy fuels, please? <laughs> Make it more spicy. I Make everything more spicy. That better. coming along so soon as well will affect the current... Uh, I still think it's a spoken matter before, stupid idea that it we're meant to be stopping all internal com- combustion by... Has, has Rishi stopped that now? No. In the UK? He's I put a little pause? pause on it. So the deadline was 2030. Yeah. And it's now been pushed back five years to 2035. I, so I think that's a really, actually, I don't, anyway, I won't get into politics. I think it's a really good idea because mm-hmm. it just gives us five more years to actually think, hang on a minute, is this the most sustainable? Because this is the th- frustrating thing is it's not sustainable to be purely, as we've just learned, yeah. if you're having one, if the future of cars is meant to be just electric is what the world seemed to, has been going towards up till mm. now. Um, it's a really silly idea and very bad for the environment. So if to yeah. have something so um, uh, popular do something like this with, with Goodwood doing revival on synthetic, I think it's a really good idea to be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How about yeah, this is the stuff that needs to be space. happening. Yeah. 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 So um, no, I think it's a really, really smart move. No, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what changes. Of course, a lot is going to happen technology-wise even between now and 2030, which is still a good six years away. Um, but then certainly for another five years beyond that, the yeah, you're right, the space is going to be shared. We don't know what else is going to come along in terms of propulsion and how things are going to be fueled. I think the EV in- infrastructure will get better. I think that it's going nowhere. We will have electric cars as a big major part of our automotive method of getting around in the near future. Um, but I feel like the the overlap is going to be a lot longer and of course, you know, if we go and buy a car today, that car, petrol or diesel powered, is going to last at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the era of a car lasting five or six years is long gone. Now cars just seem to work fairly well. So, yeah, it is interesting. Anyway, I feel like now's a nice time to open up the landing gear. <laughs> Bring this one down, uh, because we've got quite a lot to do today on the day that we're recording this. We're not just recording this for your ears on Monday, the 4th of December. John's working Amy and I like dogs. There's some other stuff coming up as well, but we've also got to go and play with a dog. That's a real scenario. Not just a dog. It's it's a dog that we... Well, I haven't met I haven't met your dog Have yet. Have you not? No. Oh. So it's not we're not just gonna go and look outside and just see a dog go, ra- go dog <laughs> and find one. Is that called dogging? Uh, uh, yes, that's exactly what dogging yes. is. Yes, you're okay, absolutely cool. right. Um, so we're going to go dogging in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, on that very hard-hitting piece of news, we will draw this to an end. You are aware now, if you've been a regular listener of ours, that the format of what we're doing is going to be changing fairly soon. We're going to be having a bit of a pause come the end of December, and then we're going to be back late winter, early spring, with something either very similar or very different. We haven't still yet decided fully 
what that's going to be. However, what I would say is keep an eye on our website, driven.site. That sort of stuff is going to be going on regardless. We're still going to be reviewing cars, still going to be making videos, still going to be doing the news stories every day. So do keep an eye on that, but there you will also see the announcement and the news of what's coming next. This isn't the final episode. That's still to come, but it's worth mentioning it because there is a new podcast that you can go and search for and find and subscribe to right now. To find out what it is, how to find it, go and look at the website. For now, I will say thank you so much for listening, dear listener. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, John. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, John. And thank you, everyone in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That was a smooth outro. It's outtake time. Right, happy days. We'll do the introductions as per. Hello, my name's John Marker. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd like to go next? (laughs) What happened there? Normally you say more. Or you look at one of us. Oh, okay, I'll start again. No, no, let's carry on. Hello, I'm Amy Haynes. And I'm Marsley. I, I just, I just like the, wow. like an internal burp. Should we start all over <laughs> yeah, again? Yeah, sorry. Right. Introductions. I like this. One minute and 20 seconds in. Sorry, Tom. Hello, I'm John Marker. Hello, I'm Amy Haynes. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I was lazy. <laughs> We're going to do that again. I'm so I sorry. Need to keep it. Right, don't look at me. Don't look at anyone. We do need you to look at the microphone, though, because okay. otherwise it doesn't work. Why is this? Okay. It need to be this hard. <sighs> what you We've got three recordings we need to do. I'm today. so sorry. <laughs> oh, you said two. And Amy's got a dog in the car. You said two. Okay. Uh, well, two in a bit. Okay. Two in an intro for the next podcast. Good. Okay. Okay, I'm in the zone. Hello. <laughs> Who's that? That was me, and I'm very sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Okay. Can't wait to announce the new lineup for the new podcast <laughs> featuring just me. Just right, here we go again. Hello, I'm John Marker. <laughs> right. Um, uh, One of you can start. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wish I was this happy. <laughs> I just think I, I mean, it's Friday. <laughs> we'll do the intros at the end. <laughs> right now, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Good. Amy, stop looking at Amy's not good. Amy's dying. Let me start then. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Amy. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to stop this recording and start again because it's not going to. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Oh, wow, you've made it to the end, the very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.